This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My God, I look at what he does and where he's going to line up. This is a guy that, to me, has all the opportunity in the world to be the wide receiver 1.1. Always connect on those deep passes like they did last year. I'm like a centrist. Three catches, 40 yards, zero touchdowns. Then he goes nuclear. Yeah, just 10 targets, two, 201 yards, four touchdowns. That's the greatest hit I've ever seen. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. I am 100% ready to be hurt again by Brandon Ayuk. I- <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Oh, uh, I feel bad. I, bro, I feel bad for you. Like, me, I was hyping Ayuk, and I, lo- I, I was like, all right, I'm on board, man. Let's go. You know, here's, you yeah. know, and you know me, I'll, 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 I'll hype up any Pac 12, dude. I'm like, yeah, okay, here we go. Brandon yeah, Ayuk. It's my guy. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm soaking it in. I'm ready for him to take the leap, man. Um, and boy, I mean, it was a absolutely disastrous first half of the season uh, for Brandon Ayuk. And I, and I, every single time he sucked, <laughs> I just thought about my guy, Matt Harmon, just somewhere crying into a beer, man. Cause boy, oh boy, that, that one hurt, dude. <laughs> That one hurt, but I. But this is the crazy thing, Matt. This is the crazy. I'm ready to get hurt again. Let's do it oh, in 2022. Yeah. Let's run it back. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll say this, buddy. I appreciate the concern. <laughs> I don't question myself often, um, uh-huh. but I was like, "Wow, what is like, <laughs> this?" This Brandon, I, I was, I was in a dark place there for a minute because, I mean, I knew it's like I don't know what feels worse, like just that it. I've gone so wrong or that I've told so many other people to, to follow me on this journey and it's gone so wrong. And you know, we had no, like there was no inkling this was coming. None. You know, the whole oh my God, thing. none. And then it's, none. it just happens in week one and, and you're just on mega tilt about it. Um, oh there, there's like two players in the NFL, Brandon, Ayuk and Deontay Johnson were like, I read just everything that their teams have to like say about <laughs> them. Every, yeah. Everything that Shanahan has ever said about Brandon Ayuk. I've read it. I've, I've I've consumed those interviews because it was so crazy what happened. Um, however, James, the funny part is like from weeks eight on, he was a top 20 fantasy receiver. Yeah, he, was he was exactly what you drafted him to be. He finishes the season without even being like not an integrated in the offense at all in the first I seven know. games. 
and then he's a, a great like he's a good player to end the season a pretty good stable guy like it's isn't it that's the part that's crazy to me is that once he got on the field once the whole doghouse thing was over it, it was fine <laughs> um yeah you talk about his last eight games of the season very quietly very quietly brandon Ayuk averaged a rock solid 71.3 receiving yards per game obviously playoffs was uh, you know whatever the, the, the garoppolo just completely fell apart um yeah, little shoulder uh yeah he was he was in the dirt by the time the playoffs rolled around, man, he was done. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't take, I, I don't take any consideration into those playoff numbers, but certainly the last eight games of the regular season, 71 receiving yards per game. That's, that's, that's pretty solid, man. That is pretty solid. So, um, so go through some of his numbers here for me. Cause I, I know they don't look great, man. I know they don't look great, but it's just kind of like, all right, what, what should we expect in 2022? So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk as a rookie, 75.7% success rate versus man. That's why we were so in because that's like guys who hit that number don't fail. Like they they almost never fail. These guys go on to be right. great <clears throat> players and produce big-time numbers. Um, and actually the funny thing is Brandon Ayuk, yeah, his, his success rate versus man coverage as a second-year player did fall a little bit. Some mm -hmm. of that was like the couple of games sampled during that doghouse era where it's just like, I don't even know what they're doing with him out there. There's, you know, running him, you know, on nine routes, clear out routes, stuff like that. But zone route success rate went up. Success rate versus pre press was, uh, was, was pretty solid from his rookie year. So, like, and he's still, again, he's over that 70% success rate versus man number in his second season. That's what we want to see from our top level perimeter receivers. And that's the thing about Brandon Ayuk, too. He's the X receiver for this team lined up outside right. on 80% of his sampled routes, 84% on the line of scrimmage. Like he plays basically a totally different position from a guy like Debo Samuel. And that's one of the reasons I'm really bullish about Brandon. Ayuk. Number one, the hype has been out of control on Ayuk. I mean, co like teammates, media observers are all like, this guy is the best player on the <laughs> roster, the best player in training camp. I know. And more, I more know. importantly, the coaching staff is saying it, baby. Like Shanahan is, has said like Ayuk took last year and he handled it. Like, like I said, I've, I've read every, every single one of these transcripts. Like Ayuk has <laughs> handled what happened to him last year and took it like a man. And he's come back faster, better, stronger. Like oh, he's a true pro. He's doing everything that we want. And yeah, he's like a, a freak show in training camp. You can't go a day without seeing a, an incredible Brandon Ayuk catch. He's got these this cr these crazy long arms where he's like Spider-Man plucking the ball away from good defenders in practice. So um, I think we're basically what I would say to you, James, what I say to myself in the mirror when I wake up in the morning and <laughs> what I say to all the people that followed us on a last year, take what happened in weeks one through seven last year and just throw it in the trash. Just pretend okay. it never pretend it never happened because also you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. He's obviously out the door. They're you know yes. they're done with Jimmy. We're moving on to Trey Lance, and Brandon Ayuk is a Trey Lance quarterback. Like Lance is going to push the ball down the field. He's going to be an aggressive downfield <clears> passer. And when you look at Ayuk's route chart, out routes really high, comeback routes, post routes, dig routes. Like those are Trey Lance routes. They're Brandon Ayuk routes. They're not really Debo Samuel routes. And I, I'm I'm struggling with what to do with Debo because I want to push Ayuk up, and I. I don't know if that means I need to bring Debo down a little bit. 
It does. It does. Do, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think it does. But there's just not look. There's just not enough volume, in my opinion. I think I don't think there's enough volume in the San Francisco offense to support uh, two great receivers. I think either they could. One of the outcomes is that they're both good, not great. Which means, Ayuk. If we're talking about just leveling that kind of like you know that level, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. means Ayuk is being undervalued right now. But that also means that. Debo is way, way yeah. overvalued, which that's the opinion that I have. I think that we're going to kind of see them kind of come a little closer together, yeah. if not even. And, and what that means is you're getting great value on Ayuk, who, by the way, right now is going around pick 100. So you're you're taking this guy in like the eighth round of a 12-teamer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're getting really good value. But, man, you got to spend a high second-round pick to go get Debo? Something's not something's not going to work here, you know. Yeah. Something's not going to work here. And if and if I had to choose, when we're talking about just straight up value, I'm not talking about who's the better player. I'm talking about straight up value in fantasy football. I see them a lot closer than the ADPs would suggest. Man, um, go ahead and give me the guy that's just that's way way more affordable in Brandon Ayuk. And so yeah, I think that 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 gut feeling that you have of like. Well, something's got to move. I, you're you're wrong to something, man. That that is it. Yeah. I, I feel that a hundred percent. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we know Debo is a really unique player. Um, he was fifth last year in success rate versus zone coverage. He's he's a good player in reception perception. He's. Uh, right. I wish another thing. Another thing I wish I did last year was just like take Debo's twenty twenty season and just throw that in the trash, man, because he was clearly banged up in like a Rondale Moore fake receiver role. You just should have <laughs> totally ignored that um, because his rookie season was great right. in RP, great zone beater last year. Just really different type of receiver, and I think the way that. Debo Samuel, I think he's the best slant route runner and the best dig route runner in the NFL. And that molds so well with Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, God, God bless him. Jimmy will rifle the ball over the middle of the field in the short intermediate areas in zone coverage. Yeah. He gets it picked off a lot. Like yes, those he does. boneheaded picks, <laughs> but it also yes, gets Debo does. Samuel a ton right. of catches. So their games right. really overlap. I, we'll see how that overlaps with Trey Lance, but, and I do think Brandon Ayuk, like that type of receiver, fits <clears throat> Trey Lance if he hits type of thing. But just you, James, you know I'm a total, total, total psycho, um, and like I do all this work with reception perception, then I turn around and do all my fantasy projections because I just yeah. guess I hate going outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I think this is this is the crux of the, the <clears throat> one of the, the crux of the Debo fantasy argument. Yeah. I, I think this the good part about this San Francisco offense is that, that you can really keep a highly concentrated target percentage between Ayuk, Samuel, and Kittle. I've got these guys for 66% of the total pass attempts in San Francisco, which is not, not a voluminous passing game by any means, no. right? Especially now they have a mobile quarterback. They're not going to throw the ball very often. But nobody else is going to command targets in this offense. It's just going to be those three guys. But even with that, if you give Debo Samuel no rushing work, he comes out to like wide receiver 19. Like that's 
that's mm. going to break your back. I actually think he yes. needs rushing. I think he needs rushing work to keep, to get come anywhere close mm. to his ADP. Cause I've also got him for an 8% rushing share, which is, it equals out to 39 carries for 266 yards and three touchdowns that gives him, that pushes him closer to like wide receiver 10. So like, I know there's but some still, thought out there. I mean, but still a disappointment though. Yeah, right? no, I, I agree. I agree. But I just think there's a narrative out there that, and it's true. Cause you know, this, this is uh, what I've seen the people say, like we want Debo in a more traditional wide receiver role. Um, Jared Smalla from uh, draft sharks, put this out on, on Twitter, a, Debo averaged 13.8 expected half PPR points per game over his first eight games, and then 11.3 expected half PPR points per game over his final eight games in that hybrid role. But that comes back to what I said originally. The problem here is the situation that existed in those first eight games where Ayuk was totally cut out of the offense. That's never coming back again. Like that's that, that, that role does not exist. So I actually think if you're going to draft Debo, you want him to get rushing work. You need, I think oh, you yeah. need him to get rushing oh, work yeah. to hit. Absolutely. 100%. Listen, um, the wide receiver targets there in San Francisco, they rank 26th out of 32 teams in terms of total targets being thrown to wide receivers. So again, there's just not that much volume to go around in San Francisco to support two great receivers. Now you could have one great receiver and and just a bunch of average schmucks. Or again, if you're trusting the the first of all, you're trusting the the RP analytics. If you're trusting the training camp reports, and you're putting all that stuff into one giant black box, what comes out? Well, what it tells you is that Brandon Ike's going to be a good player this year. Well, okay, yeah. if he's good, there's not enough volume for there to be a good player and a great player. Back to my original point, which is I think they're going to level out a little bit, and I think Debo's going to be a big-time disappointment uh, in fantasy. And he's a player that I'm just, given the price tag, I, I know I'm not going to draft. I know he's not going to be anywhere on any of my rosters because the the, the price is too high uh, for Debo. And, dude, Debo had a great year last year, and he looks like an absolute savage uh, so it's, it's funny to even like suggest that, but it, I, I don't know. I, to me, I, I like, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to figure out where does the volume come for, come from to, to support Debo's price tag. And, and I just, I can't find it, man. Yeah. I think we're on the same page the, at the very least. The gap is closing. And, um, my buddy at Yahoo Dalton Del Don actually think it's like a, it's a straight coin flip and he's a Niners fan. thinks it's a straight coin flip. And as like, I, you could outscore Debo this year, but yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. there yet, but I think at the very least the gap is closing. You know, you know what we also didn't talk about in that San Francisco offense is the fact that, okay, so I, you got put in the doghouse and you know, who else got put in the doghouse too was third round pick Trey Sermon. Right. So uh, we don't, okay, so, don't talk. Well, about no, no. No, I'm, I'm kidding. The, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The reason I bring it up though, is again, when we're talking about holes in this offense and where can they be filled by Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel's filling that, filling that gap left behind by Brandon. Ayuk being the doghouse, bro. He ended up trying to fill that gap as well. Left in the backfield uh, by Trey Sermon. Remember late in the season, as is always per usual for San Francisco running backs, they're always hurt. I don't know why. Well, I don't know what goes on in San Francisco, but running backs in San Francisco, never hold up. I don't know why. Um, you know, Jeff Wilson was banged up. Trey Sermon was banged up. Eli Mitchell's always banged up. Right. So it's like, man, they had to fill the holes here. And and then San, what does San Francisco do? Then they go and invest in another running back. My God, 
uh, in the draft as well, right? So now their running back room looks really crowded with yeah. with players that actually could be pretty good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So again, there's some positive reports surrounding Tra- not some, a lot of positive reports Even, surrounding yeah. Trey Sermon. Um, a lot, you know, Eli Mitchell's supposed to be the starter. Jeff Wilson's going to have a role. All of a sudden, it looks like a very crowded backfield. Again, again, going back to Debo, that's going to take some work off his plate. By the way, the dude doesn't want to be in the backfield. He's let that be known very clearly. He doesn't well, want to do that. He kind of threw some cold water on that, and they actually gave him bonuses in his contract, like for rushing work. So the more rushing work he gets, the more he gets paid. So I actually, mm. I'm not as concerned about that as I was originally in the offseason, but he certainly ideally would like to do more receiver stuff. But he said he's, after he signed the, no, no kidding, after he got paid, he was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'll do it. Yeah, that's fine.